Welcome to the Promo Cares Radio Podcast, where we share the stories about the good being done in the promotional products industry. From philanthropic efforts to cause marketing to giving programs, these are the people who are inspiring others to improve the world through promo. To learn more about Promo Cares, visit promocares.org. Now, on with today's show. Hello, Promo Cares Radio. I forgot to count down for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm already messing it up. I'm so ready for the weekend. No, you're good. <laughs> Hi, Ty. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? Great. I'm happy to have you on here. So I'm we really have happy time. to be here. I'm so glad you took the time. It's been a crazy time in our world, and it's just nice <laughs> to take a breath and talk about good stuff. So yeah, um, Ty is here with uh, Timbuktu, and Timbuktu is a manufacturer of bags, right? And other yeah. accessories, too, mm-hmm. um, out of San Francisco. So before we get started and shine all the light on the goodness, I have a question for you. So you go to the airport, even though we're not traveling right now, and you check through security and you're good to go. You know you're going to make it to your plane. Before you board the plane, what is your process? All right. So I go to my gate. I need to make sure I know where the gate is. I'm mm-hmm. kind of anal. <laughs> so I get to the gate, make sure everything's there. Mm-hmm. Um, then from there, I'm, I guess I'm one of the few that likes to eat at the airport. <laughs> There's some so, good stuff out there. Yeah, and, and especially um, flying out of Portland, Maine, where I'm based, uh-huh. um, our airport's kind of tiny, so I'll get on my, my tiny flight to my connecting, uh-huh. um, and then when I get to the bigger airport, I'll go grab a bite to eat, um, depending on the time of day. If, it, if it's evening, I'll grab a glass of wine, um, nice. and then just kind of unwind before I hop on my, my flight to the final destination. That's a good one. I like that very much. I approve. um, I want to shine a little bit of light on Timbuktu so before we do that we kind of like to get to know you personally a little bit better and so obviously Normal Cares has a focus on giving back and that mentality of um, making the world a better place so can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been in the industry and all that good stuff yeah so I've been in the industry for six years the same amount of time that I've actually been with Timbuktu as a company Um, my wife and I we were living out in San Francisco for about five years um and I had been laid off by a startup that I was working at. Uh, and then I went and kind of banged nails for a little bit, built, did some hardscaping stuff and found my way to Timbuktu where they hired me. And I started out in the industry with Timbuktu. So never been with anybody else in this industry mm-hmm. um, and have absolutely fallen in love with the industry. I, I don't foresee myself ever leaving it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I told him just like before we got on, like Charity Gibson always says, it's, it's Hotel California. Once you're in, you never leave. It's just it's a great, <laughs> great group of I don't people. Plan on it. it is. It's a great group of people. Everybody's kind of scrappy and a hustler. <laughs> um, so, I mean, in this experience, the past six months have, have proven that um, tenfold. Yeah. Um, just how everybody's willing and able to kind of pick themselves up by their bootstraps and, and do what needs to be done. Um, to survive and thrive. Uh, and so it's pretty special. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, we, we left San Francisco and Timbuktu was gracious enough to let me keep my job um, where we moved on the East Coast. And now we're in Portland, Maine. And I run the, the East Coast business in promo for Timbuktu. Yeah. Um, so before I was with Timbuktu, which um, we're a great company. Um, we do our best to kind of leave our cities and communities better than we found them. Um, and have that as a kind of a central tenant of, of the brand in general. Um, mm-hmm. And so that spoke to me when I was looking for my next opportunity and my kind of next forever home. And um, 
as far as what I've been doing in my life, I'm from a small um, fishing village called Provincetown on Cape Cod. Um, And we had a a housing problem for a long time. And it still exists, obviously. It's a small place, finite housing. But um, all through high school and elementary school, I always volunteered with, with Habitat for Humanity. And I found that as a super rewarding uh, experience. And, and so that kind of translates through um, to how I've grown up and, and what I value in my life and being able to help those that, that need a little bit of help, you know? Right. Everybody needs it sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. That's great. So you kind of have gone home, gone to San Francisco and then back home again. Yeah. That's you know, awesome. We've traveled all over, been cross country several times and yeah, all over the world, you know, it's, it's important to um, experience your, your global community that we're all part of and understand that everybody's from a different walk of life. And it's, it's great to make those connections. Right. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Timbuktu as a level. So a number of employees, how long it's been around. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, we have about 50 employees now in our in our HQ office, uh, and we have between 15 and 20 sewers. I'm not sure the exact number in our factory, um, right in the heart of San Francisco. Um, and they've all actually been with the company for a long time. We have some sewers that have been with us for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, w- similar to the industry, it's like Hotel California. <laughs> Once right. you get in, you right. leave. Um, yeah, Timbuktu is a, a great company, great company to work for, um, and we love our sewers. We bring them to PPAI sometimes to um, sew bags on the floor um, and show oh. what, what our capabilities are, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then Timbuktu as a company, I mean, we were actually started in 1989 by a bike messenger named Rob Honeycutt, and he was actually from Boston. So oh, he and his friend, Yeah, they, they rode their bikes. What's that? You guys have the coast covered. <laughs> exactly. Well, it, it all comes back to the Boston connection, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So Rob and his buddies actually rode their bikes across the country and ended up in San Francisco's Mission District, where with his first paycheck from bike messengering, he bought a sewing machine, didn't know how to sew. So he enlisted the help of his best friend's grandmother to teach him to sew. And he set out to make a better messenger bag. And so here we are, 30 years later, still making that classic messenger relatively unchanged. Um, so he, he set out to make a better messenger and he innovated. He totally innovated and under the name Scumbag. So he didn't um, really have, have this like idea, like this company's going to blow up. It's going right. to be He was like, I'm going to make bags for my friends under the name Scumbag because we're a bunch of punks. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So... As soon as he started making more and more bags, he was like, oh man, I, I better change his name. So he changed it to Timbuktu, which was a marriage of his favorite band at the time. You might know them, Timbuk3, and a place that he always wanted to go. So a little bit punk rock, a little bit aspirational. And all these years later, we, we like to think that we still hold up to that ethos today. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, fast, fast forward 30 years. Uh, we're still making custom bags out of our factory in San Francisco. Um, we actually make about 70,000 bags a year, which actually makes us uh, San Francisco's second largest manufacturer. And we're only second to Anchorstein Brewing, and they do beer, so it doesn't really count. Right. Apples and oranges, right? <laughs> right. Hard good. Oh, that's so, awesome. 
And then is he yeah. still involved in the, in the, in the company overall? Um, he work? comes in and talks to us. He doesn't own the company anymore. Okay. He sold in the nineties. He's kind of a, a serial entrepreneur. Okay. <laughs> so he, he started, yeah, he started several companies um, that have all gone on to be successful and he kind of takes off once they start to spread their wings, which is kind of special. You know, he, he found out what, what makes him tick and it's always fun when he does come into the office and, and tell the story of how he started and shows us old pictures of the garage that he started in. It's like, it's like a literally a little garage that he started um, sewing bags out of. And now 30 years later, I mean, our, our garage is a little bit bigger, but the, the essence of, of who we are is relatively unchanged. And that's, I think that's special and speaks to um, kind of the DNA of what, and who Timbuktu is. Right, and a sign of a great leader too. That's awesome. Okay. So um, we were talking a little bit about your factory and uh, little waste, I mean, with what you guys do. So when we have all these options as a distributor, which is what I do for a living, you know, I could get a messenger bag from these 10 different suppliers. There's a lot yeah. more than that, I'm sure. So as far as competitive advantage and then what you're doing to make the world a better place, tell us a little bit about what Timbuktu yeah. is. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, our line is actually separated into kind of two categories. We have our custom bags that we've always done, made to order in our San Francisco factory for the industry, 50 piece minimum, four week turn time. Um, so pretty low, pretty quick. Um, and at really nice, affordable prices for a very high end um, bag. So one of the things that's really special about our bags is a lifetime guarantee. Um, we actually have a full-time repair sewer that sits in San Francisco. So if at any time any of our bags fails, any pieces on it fail, um, get in touch with us. If we can't fix it, we'll replace it. Um, if there's branding on it, we'll do the branding again. Um, and But we are making bags to last, to last for the long haul, to be beaten up. I mean, I have my first messenger bag that I got when I was 14. Um, and so I guess that makes it 20 years old now, <laughs> uh, which, I mean, it's, it's beaten crazy. up. Yeah. But I love it. It's, uh -huh. it's been everywhere with me. It's, it's messengered in New York. It's, it's been to Morocco. I mean, this thing has been brutalized and, and taken to hell and back. Yeah. Um, and I love it. It's the yeah. best bag I ever had. And I actually brought it to my interview uh, when I first interviewed Timbuktu. I put it on the table and I said, if I can't sell this, I can't sell anything. Oh, <laughs> you that's know? awesome. Yeah. So um, just kind of my own testament to to the quality of what we're making yeah but with that said um we we do take sustainability um really seriously and to that point um with our repair program what happens when we can't fix a bag in-house where does that bag go well we're happy to report since 2014 we haven't had any bags go to landfill um and that was a, a huge initiative for us then um and something that we've even improved upon and with our partnerships. So if a, if a bag can't be repaired in-house, um, we have a partnership with the Renewal Workshop out of Bend, Oregon. Mm -hmm. um, and they will then um, use their professional capacity to repair that bag and get it in a sellable shape or a donatable shape. Um, if we're able to if a bag isn't able to be resold in one of our stores as a used heritage piece or something like that, um, we'll actually donate those bags to um, different partners in our communities um, where 
they give those bags a second life to folks that need a bag, mm-hmm. you know, whether, whether they be um, students going to school that need to a place to put their books and, and their stuff um, or, or somebody that, that needs to put, kind of put their life on their backpack and um, right. be able to move from spot to spot. Um, a bag is a special thing. And I think we forget that as a use of a bag, like this is how, cultures moved. This is how people moved from place to place to survive um, in a nomadic way. And, and granted, a lot of us are, I guess, digital nomads now. Right. Um, 30 years later, we're, we're still doing it. And um, so donating those bags is pretty special. Um, but what about the bags that we can't fix, mm-hmm. that can't be donated, that can't be um, repaired? Well, this company, the Renewal Workshop, they break the bags down um, into... Um, their base components where they're able to recycle those components or upcycle those po- components as feeder um, for more recyclable materials. Very um, cool. So nothing going to landfill. And I think that's pretty special. Um, yeah. So a lot, a lot of words on our, on our custom factories. We do have uh, overseas partners that we work with um, that we've been working with for, I think, 20 years at, at this point. Um, and both of those factories in Indonesia and Vietnam, nothing China, um, are, are held to the highest standards. Um, they use um, blue sign certified uh, textiles and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and then they both hold uh, ISO certifications, uh, I think 9001, 14001, and 18001 as well. Um, so um, really kind of top-notch overseas factory that are factories that are committed to obviously not, not hiring underage, right. um, providing a livable wage to their employees um, and a clean green space, space to work out of that's kind of leaving our communities better than we found them. So I think those um, are the nuts and bolts of, of how we're trying to be sustainable and green. Um, and just that fact that sustainability isn't always just the ecological side of things. While that is hugely important and, and kind of tantamount to, to what we're doing, um, when we talk about sustainability, it, goes, it comes down to how, how we're treating our communities and what we're doing to, to better our communities and finding opportunities to u- utilize our business and right. what we're able to do to leave our communities better than we found it. And yeah. um, one, one of the things, I mean, when we talk about COVID in general in, in the past six months, like, yeah, they've been a terrible, hard time. And yeah, we've, we've hustled and, and made it work and, and are still suffering mm-hmm. um, those effects of it. But it's also presented opportunity for, for people and, and for Timbuktu. And, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention mention. Um, kind of what we've been up to for the past few months. Um, so March 13th, when, when everything kind of shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our, our factory was, was shuttered for the first time in 30 years. Mm-hmm. You know, something like this has, had never happened to us. We weren't around in 1918, obviously. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so our factory was shuttered. Our sewers were at home as all of us were, um, couldn't come in either. Um, some of them were at risk themselves or had at risk people at home and just 
it, it wasn't a, a place where the sewers could come in. That's fine. Um, well, our president, Deborah Kaiser, um, she is a, a badass, tough lady, and she oh, kind of sat on it for a week and was like, okay, the factory shut down. We need to figure out a way to do something with mm -hmm. this space. We have a bunch of industrial sewing machines, um, factories shut down for the foreseeable future. And so she worked with a few connections in the healthcare industry of, of hers and developed um, some PPE, some useful PE, PPE um, that would work for frontline employees. And she came into the factory and with a few of our design guys and actually came up with a workable design. And then HQ employees started coming in and volunteering their time and, and risking their health to come into the factory um, distance, obviously, with masks on. And so we started making masks um, just for donation, just for donation, not for sale, not, nothing like that. Um, and donating them to frontline workers in, in different uh, Bay Area hospitals um, to use. And we, we would donate them. The masks would be tucked into one of our, either our slacker belt bag or a rascal um, belt bag. And we would give those, hey, appreciate what you're doing. Here's a mask and a, and a fanny pack to, to protect yourself with. And have it for, for your dog walks and stuff like that. Um, so we were doing that and everybody was volunteering their time and, and, and kind of giving back in that way. And NBC Sports Bay Area caught wind of it. <clears throat> and they approached our marketing team and they said, hey, we have 10,000 t-shirts that aren't gonna get sold this year. How do you, how, what do you think about making face coverings with them? Oh, very cool. And so, we, we partnered with NBC Sports Bay Area to take those 10,000 t-shirts and cut them up and make face coverings. And to date, we have made, I think, somewhere along the lines of 90,000 face coverings. All have been donated in the Bay Area to at-risk populations um, that didn't have masks and didn't have people giving them masks. And so that's just like one of the ways we were able to, here's your buzzword, pivot, um, and, and do something special for our community and, and really be able to give back in a meaningful way, um, in an unexpected way. You right. know, this, this whole thing, the pandemic, flipped a lot of our, our plans for the year on, on its lid. Um, and this was just one way we, we took our lemons and made some form of lemonade. Um, right. And it wasn't making us money, but but it certainly spoke to the roots of who we are as a company. Yeah. And I love how you said, we give a damn. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what you guys do. You give a damn. And it's, it's in a lot <laughs> of different ways. It's not ending up in the landfill. It's making sure that you're aware and have empathy for the people around you. And that's some of the great reasons that we love to shine the light on what you guys are doing. So, all right. Anything else that we need to share about Timbuktu for our listeners? Oh, man. I mean... <laughs> We were so when we talk about custom in our custom factory in San Francisco, yep. um, we were actually one of the first to have a, a customizer that lived online. It was an online platform that we started in the early 2000s, I believe. Um, and so we're st we still use a customizer online, and the user can go online, um, choose the bag silhouette that they want to customize, and plug in different fabrics and colors, anywhere from nylon cordura to um, wax canvases and all in between to come up with something totally unique to them. Um, and that's cool. pretty special. Um, yeah. 
I remember we hear the story often um, when Rob comes in and, and talks to, to our company that he was actually flying back and forth to Portland, Oregon um, to kind of coach and consult Nike as they were creating their Nike ID program. Oh, nice. That's awesome. So um, I don't know. One, one of the tenants and, and pillars of who we are is that we've, we've always been innovating um, yeah. and trying to innovate that next thing, whether it be um, the original messenger bag, our laptop backpacks, uh, the customizer, and, and talking about custom uh, as a thing in the bag industry. Um, and even now in, in promo, we, we just released a virtual gifting experience where um, an end user is actually able to go to the, this custom pop-up site, choose their bag, customize their bag, redeem a code, plug in their address, have that bag sent to our factory, and it gets branded, built, and drop shipped to their door. Um, Very cool. So just trying to innovate where we can. And yep. That's another thing that's really central to who we are as a company. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for all the information. Everybody should check yeah. out Timbuktu. I didn't know all that myself, so I'm definitely willing to go check it out myself. So thank you for all that you guys are doing for the community and continue to shine light on all those promo care initiatives and, you know, yeah. super important to make sure we're sustainable and all those good things. So thanks for being on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was so special. All right, take care.